Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Everybody, welcome back to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm here today with David Meltzer. Welcome, David. You said my name so well. That's awesome. Thank you. I butcher so many names. That's awesome. I practiced the entire way in the car. I was like, David <laughs> Meltzer. Da- no, I Got didn't. it. <laughs> I don't awesome. even know how to, how to introduce you. You do so many freaking things. You know, you're That's a good. businessman. You're also a manifestation master and you're all into the law of attraction. And I'm so into that kind of stuff. And I really love how I feel like you bridge the gap between business and being like, you know, a really well-respected entrepreneur and also being into the spiritual side of things and, you know, talking openly about how you've manifested so much and how gratitude has changed your life. You know, that's, that's really interesting. And I feel like that needs to be more mainstream and you're, you're bringing it to mainstream. It's so cool because I believe that most people don't reconcile the two worlds Mm -hmm. and the worlds are one, uh, of the monetary world, the pragmatic world, the one that you're talking about, business, entrepreneurship. And I'm very pragmatic, I'm business oriented. The first parts of my business life were all about making money. Um, and so I think it's important to do that because we live at this vibration. Yeah. And people forget, they get really woo woo and utopic about things that like manifestation, I know you love the laws yeah. of attraction, but. I start in the pragmatic world. I know that money is the currency of this vibration. Money is the currency of this world. Money is an object of energy that you put into the flow. And if you have it, it will attract in this vibration what you want, right? You have a green card, go on Amazon, you'll get so much. You have a gold card, you get so much. You have a platinum card, you get more. You have a black card on Amazon, you get almost everything. Now, Where people can't reconcile one or the other is you have a group of people that only live in that realm, which I did. Then you have a group of people that only live in this utopic realm of, you know, sit at home, high on your mom's couch, sick and broke, and dream about having a Ferrari because you put your feet up and pretend like you're driving a Ferrari, you have a vision board, and you look at the red Ferrari your whole life, but you don't do anything. And so where I come into play is that I live this super pragmatic life, lawyer, sports agent, technology CEO, blah, 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 investor, bankrupt, you know, the whole kit in the pragmatic world. But I think I have a really good guide on reconciling how you can live in the pragmatic world and experience the utopic, how you can enjoy. So that's an inspirational state of mind the consistent every day that's the pragmatic way of doing things persistent without quit that's a pragmatic way of doing things pursuit which is both and it's the connector between the spiritual realm and the pragmatic realm pursuit is that connection because when you're pursuing something you're inspired but yet you're pragmatically or consciously active Mm -hmm. your potential And your potential is in the ethereal of the understanding of infinity, that there's enough of everything for everything. We live literally in an abundant universe that has so much black matter, that has so much empty space, that if you don't understand that there's an infinity of expansion, not just the world in the universe, but you, you're here to expand, to accelerate and grow. And if we understand that money is the fuel of this pragmatic world, but yet inspiration is the fuel of the utopic world, and we can reconcile that, you can live an unbelievable life where people come into your studio and be like, oh my God, you're the manifestation master. I will tell you, I would much rather when I was young and a multimillionaire, people be like, oh, you're Midas, right? You're Midas. Yeah. You're the Midas touch, Midas Meltzer. I'd much rather be known as manifestation Meltzer. So I really appreciate that. And you have the my favorite letters in your name. So we're all- MB. Hey, there you go. That's it. My little <laughs> meme. That's good. All my girls it. are M's. Love that. It's a sign. It is. But so tell me, so you went from being, you know, more of a realist, I would say in quotes. Uh, Hard, a lot yeah, of hardcore you know, realist. people are like that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, especially businessmen, you know, like they're like, oh no, this is just how you do it. You know, that spirituality is all BS. And how did you transition from that to who you are today? Like what was that catch, you know? Yeah, it's, it's amazing because there's three things that stick in my mind uh, that really were catalytic in what I call a quantum shift. Uh, most men will go through a quantum shift somewhere between 38 and 45. Mm-hmm. Women, will, it'll be earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that quantum shift is when we start realizing, no matter how pragmatic we are, most people, this isn't everyone, but most people start realizing that there's a bigger picture. 
And for me, there's three catalytic things. One started with my father. Uh, I grew up completely broke. My dad left when I was five. When he left, he was my hero. Six kids, single mom, working two jobs. One as a teacher, get home, pack dinners into a station wagon so she could fill up turnstiles at the 7-Eleven with greeting cards. Me, in love with my father, would tell my mom as we drove in that car, as she would tell us, you know, doctor, lawyer, failure, fetus isn't fully developed until after graduate school. Her two secrets of parenting was wake us up at 5 a.m. and make sure, um, you know, that guilt was always present to drive us to the yeah. successes that she wanted. I would tell her why she's such a loser uh, because my dad was so successful. Mm -hmm. He had this beautiful new wife that was closer to my age than his. Oh my and <laughs> my mom never would say a word. Yeah. And that led to this catalytic event that my dad at 10 years old forgot my birthday, which really hurt my feelings, but it wasn't something that would change my relationship. What changed my relationship with my father is when he forgot my birthday, I called him crying because he didn't live in the same city anymore. And I lived in California. He lived in Houston. I called him crying and I said, how could you forget my birthday? And he should have said, because I got six goddamn kids. I don't mm -hmm. live with you. There's a lot of dates. I'm a busy, pragmatic businessman. I live in the scarce world of money and hot wives and whatever he lived in. And I forgot. Instead, he lied to me and said, I don't believe in birthdays. And instantly at 10, I wasn't stupid. I'm like, dude, you believed in birthdays last year? And the year before, and you believed in my sibling's birthday. And I realized at 10 years old that not only was I complete shit to my mom, but more importantly, you know, I was, you know, my father was, I mean, a liar. He was a cheater. He was a, a manipulator and an overseller and a back end seller. And because he did that to me, he must not even care about me to tell me something that stupid. So when I was 30, coming to the catalytic event, uh, my dad gave me a birthday present. I didn't talk to him really. I hated him. If I talked to him, it was out of formality. Even when I got married, he told me, you know, send me 10 grand so I can be the big shot at your wedding. And I, like, this is the kind of shit I had to put yeah. up with. You know, never paid for law school. Never, like, any, wouldn't even go to my law school graduation. Uh, so I was pretty bitter by 30. He gave me a birthday present. He gave me a jacket, a sport coat, and in it, he torn out all the pockets. So I called him. I'm like, are you torturing me? Why would you give me this jacket? I can't wear the jacket. He said, I gave you the jacket to hang in your closet to remind you of me. And I said, what, that you're an asshole? That you're a liar? You're a cheater? He said, yeah. He said, all of those things, but I want you to remember that I don't want you to be like me. I want you not to be the richest man in the cemetery. I want you to look at that jacket and say, I'm gonna be better than my father and I'm not gonna die the richest man in the cemetery that I can't take right. anything with you when I'm gone. I hung the jacket up and never looked at it. Second event, real quickly, not like that story, that yeah. was a big setup historical analysis. I went golfing with my best friend. I'd known him since I was in the fourth grade. He asked my wife to go study with me in the sixth grade. She she embarrassed me and said, no, tell him to ask me himself into an egg. <laughs> I asked him, why you don't hang out with me when we're playing golf? Mm -hmm. This is my best friend in the world. And he said to me, because I don't like who you hang out with. I was a multimillionaire, married, dream house, dream cars, dream wife, dream children. And here's my best friend telling me this. And I looked at him. I'm like, well, I'm not like those guys. Mm -hmm. Dude, look at me. I'm want to share everything we dreamed of when we were kids with you and you won't even play golf with me. What What are you talking? I'm like, those guys, I'm not doing what those guys do. And he looked me right in the eye and he's like, Dave, you can lie to me, but don't lie to yourself. I fought through crying the whole round of golf because I was so hurt. Mm -hmm. I still get choked up. You can feel it, right? I'm like... It's because you knew you were lying to yourself. Yeah, yeah, I was lying to myself and I cried the whole way home. Two weeks later... Uh, I was already running the most notable sports agency in the world. I had an incredible business career from West Publishing, which sold for $3.4 billion, into the Millaware space in the Silicon Valley, into CEO of the first smartphone, into CEO of the most notable sports agency. I was on top of the world, and I lied to my wife. I actually left the home to go to a business meeting in a suit, changed into cool clothes so I could go to the Grammy Awards and sing on stage at House of Blues with Little John. Came home 5.30 in the morning, drunk, high. My wife was waiting there. And for the first time in her life, I've never heard her say this to me. She had told me I was lost. She had told me she's angry with me. But she had never told me that she wasn't happy. And for the first time when I came home, she told me she wasn't happy and she wanted to talk to me in the morning. I got pissed. I was like, what are you talking about? 
do you know she actually said you're not a rock star i'm like i may not be one if i feel like one and i was so mad i woke up in the morning so mad i was going to call a divorce lawyer and i was resentful and offended after providing her everything and doing everything that i could for her nothing about me mm-hmm. that she would even dare say she wasn't happy and she was going to leave me uh i was ready to do that and i went to go get dressed and go talk to her and i went in the closet and guess you know the universe always puts you can look for 20 years a book could be on the shelf for 20 years and all of a sudden it looks out at me guess what was staring right at me what? that jacket that jacket my dad gave me I was just staring i've right seen it right and i'm li- i'm like and i started bawling I, I can't tell this story without choking up because yeah. i literally started bawling and all i could think of is i am my father i am a liar I'm a cheater. I am an overselling, back end selling, manipulating person. I'm an awful person. And no wonder this is the first time in my life I'm not happy. And I went out, talked to my wife, told her how I felt. And I said, I'm going to look for forgiveness for myself and from you. What do I need to do mm-hmm. to fix things? That's who I am. And she was completely gracious and forgiving and said, You need to take stock in who you are and what you want to become. Because, wow. you know, and so I went back, I outlined my book, Connected to Goodness, which based on gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, and started practicing those things, which led me to understand how to meditate. Uh, I just started to track. I mean, manifestation to me was an unconscious competency that now was unleashed. So I, you know, met the guys from The Secret and yeah. started writing books. And I just attracted, you know, a quantum healer and I, Dr. Shaw and Sagita Sahi and these amazing people, Canfield, Victor Hansen, Sharon Lecter, Bob Proctor, all yeah. of these people. I got uh, nominated and then invited to be on the Transformational Leadership Council. Yeah. They put me in the movie Beyond the Secret and thinking grow rich and I became one of those people I manifested and became one of those people that were in that realm how did you naturally know to go that route like after you had that big epiphany what made you think oh I need to go into this kind of whole route of manifestation and meditation I know that's the right thing for that's me. such a great question no one's ever asked really me that. yeah but so, like how did your mind go from A to B like that's a huge shift it didn't right so here's the coolest thing that happened is all my mind did was put its focus, attention on gratitude, right? Forgiveness, accountability. But how? How and did you get to that point? So, just I started living my life. So, these four things, these tenets, mm-hmm. these foundational tenets, anything that happened, I started asking myself, is that what a great, gracious right. person would do? Right. Oh, forgive yourself. Okay. Because it wasn't instant, right? I mm-hmm. still was doing things. And it actually, two years after I started this journey, mm-hmm. I went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. I was Over $100 million, dollars, yeah. I lost. All, all, two, but I was already on this journey. But here, here's one of the things that helped me understand it. It was meditation. Mm-hmm. So I was flying, and this woman that I met, she looked at me, and I was running Lee Steinberg, and I was going to India. I had 150 developers in India building uh, a compliance app for me. And... I, you know, plenty of money, very successful, very arrogant still, but I was living these values. I wasn't lying to my wife anymore. I was really living, you know, a a gracious life. Well, this woman next to me looks at me and she just says, oh my gosh, you're so full of light. Are you okay? I'm like, what do you mean am I okay? She's like, you're so full of light, but you're blocking it. I literally rolled my eyes at that time. Now, remember, this is years into yeah. my journey to show, I, I want to show it did happen overnight. Yeah. So this lady said, you're, you're blocking. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? She goes, do you meditate? I was like, no. You know, I, I, medit- I went actually into a diatribe. Meditation is a waste of time. Yeah. People who meditate are broke, leaving on their moms sick. They, you know, I have yeah. grown up broke. I am a multimillionaire. I've made everything happen myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't just, need it. Exactly. It. Yeah. And she goes, oh, that's too bad. She goes, because I could teach you to meditate and vibrate faster. And I'm like, vibrate faster? I want to do that. Right? Like, well, yeah, what does that mean, right? But I was really like more resistant. Like, what does that mean? She goes, well, everything vibrates. The earth, plants, animals, humans, sound, light, and then thought. And then she rocked my world and said, you know, you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. So your thoughts vibrate the fastest. So your thoughts are going to allow you to be aware of only what you think about or believe. 
do you know what vibrates the fastest? I rolled my eyes and said, no. She said, the truth. The truth vibrates the fastest, and through meditation, I can teach you not only physically and mentally, but also spiritually to elevate your vibration, to raise your awareness closer to the truth. So what's the truth? Because I think we all have different perceptions of the truth. Your potential. So it's, it's your core. Your, your truth. Yeah. That's the only truth that exists within the perception that you have. And what was interesting to me is she still had to use a, a, a hook, a pragmatic hook. This reconciliation still existed. And I'm like, well, wh what good is awareness, mm. right, yeah. of this potential? She said, well, what if I could teach you to be aware of when to buy or sell? That seems like something that you like to She's a smart know, lady. This right? I want to meet her. Exactly. She can. And because she changed my life. Yeah. So she convinced me to go to a workshop to show you my wife's perception of me as I'm on this redemption tour with my wife who now this is 12 years later. Well, no, I mean, 12 years. It's been 11 since Bangalore, even probably 14 years later since I started the journey side of it. Like, I live an extraordinary life with an extraordinary wife. But she was at that time like, who is this lady? Why are you lying to me again? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not meditating. You're not going to some workshop. Babe, I'm going to meditate. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I came back total uh, quantum yeah. healer, yeah, theta meditator. I could do body scans, past life regressions. I could do all types of things. I was just naturally had this competency to you know, meditate in this state of meditation and raise my vibration. And that has, to me, really allowed me to understand uh, quantum physics and quantum memory and quantum entanglement. And I am a voracious studier. I, every day I believe in consistent, persistent behavior. So every day I study, not just, and when I say study, study is an important word for me because it means three things. One, what you're paying attention to, but that's that's when we like look at our calendar, we pay attention to it. If I look at you or have a conversation, that's just paying attention to you. But I add attention plus intention. Mm. So intention is what I think, say, do, and believe, and then even the unconscious competencies, the awareness of those, of my personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions. When I aggregate all of that, my attention plus intention, it equals coincidences. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like, you know, I'm a uh, an empathetic, so I can see things and feel things. You light up when we talk about manifestation and yeah. attraction, but you really believe in the coincidences that occur are because of your attention and intention. You probably don't define it that way, but you really have a peace and control in your life that you know you're creating the coincidences in your life. When two angles coincide together perfectly into one angle, it's a coincidence. It's a mathematical occurrence of perfection. Everything will do so the right way at the perfect time in your greatest benefit. And to understand and have that perspective, I call it the Meltzer kaleidoscope. I look through life with three lenses that most people don't. One in the pragmatic world of productivity, right? So I look at everything going, how can I provide value to you, to you, to you, to you, to you? My whole life is spent in a lens of productivity. The second lens that's in the Meltzer kaleidoscope is accessibility. How accessible am I to others? You know, one thing I am known for is that I am accessible to people. They're amazed. Like, oh, my God, you got back to me. Oh, right. But I do have time restraints, a 520 rule. You know, got five minutes on the phone, 20-minute mm -hmm. meetings. But I'll make myself accessible at five at night, mm -hmm. even though I have a wife and kids at yeah. home. Because I know in my heart this interview was really important to me. Yeah. And it was going to help people be productive and accessible. The second realm of accessibility is how am I accessing what I want? People don't know how to receive. They don't know how to make room in that black matter for what they want so they can give and add value and give to other people. So the lens of productivity, the lens of accessibility, which is the duality, and then the final lens has always been there is gratitude. Yeah. I look at everything like, wow, the universe is pushing me to more. Oh my gosh. And it's such a great practice. Nobody's grateful all the time. I break all of the lessons that I've learned every yeah. day. Same. But I love the fact that how much I am grateful and how I can be grateful when someone tells me to take the trash out. Or I, yeah. I told a story. This is how gratitude is so powerful. My wife was pissed because we had to get a new TV installed at our beach house. The TVs are cheap today. <laughs> Thank goodness. She called me. She's like, oh, my God, they're trying to rip us off. 550 bucks to install a TV. I said, just call Best Buy. They do it for $99. And she said, well, I can't believe we've been using them. They've been overcharged. I said, you know what? I'm not grateful. In my mind, I stopped. I said, you know what? I want to call them. 
So I called them up with complete gratitude. No need to be offended, no need to be right, no need to be resentful. And I said, hey, I just wanted to call you because you guys have been doing a lot of work for us and I've always never questioned the price and now you wanted $550 to install a $400 TV. Mm -hmm. That's already, you're just replacing it. You're not putting brackets up, you're re-unscrewing it. I just didn't have the time. I said, I called Best Buy and they offered to do it for $99. I just wanted to know why you were charging me so much. What do they say? And I said, it, right. And so I said, is it because you need the money? I said, because if you need to make your rent or you, it's Christmas is coming and your kids don't have gifts, I just want to tell you this right now. I, I'll send $1,000 a gift to your kids if that's the issue. If you can't afford your rent, I, I will pay your rent. I, I just decided I want to know why. What, why would you charge that much? And the guy was silent. And he said, well, I'll do it for $99. I said, no, 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 I, I, I'll pay you whatever you want, but I want to know why. Mm -hmm. I really want to help you. I want to be of service. What is it? And he broke down crying, saying he's short on money because of the holidays. Oh, my God. And that he was trying to, you know, squeeze out and eke out an extra $500 on, you know, because his cost is $50 a cent. It would be an hour of work. So what, would you, what did you say? I said, oh, here's what I'm going to do. Why don't you charge me the $99? And I said, I'm going to leave an envelope for you for a Christmas gift. Does that sound fair? And he's, he's like, really? I said, yeah. I said, I want to be charged what's fair, mm -hmm. but I'd like to give you a gift. I said, because I wouldn't be in the place I am without other, other people helping me. I also hope that it impresses upon you that we're all here to be of service. We all have something to give, and I appreciate it. When he came, which was just this weekend, Right, he literally could not receive the money. He installed it. He wanted to do it for free. He, he I had to force oh them be, because the guilt, right? It, and I said, no, you're now stopping the flow the other way. I yeah. said, this is going to someday, right? You're going to have a great Christmas now. You're going to enjoy this, and someday you're going to do this for someone else. Mm -hmm. This is the way the universe works. Yeah. Instead, the old Dave Meltzer would have torn him apart. Use Best Buy or not. Mm -hmm. But now, what does that do to someone that needs to have a good Christmas? It's a domino effect. Feel terrible about himself, right? And then he's more desperate because he lost a job mm -hmm. that he could have made 50 bucks on, and he lost his reputation. I never use him again. I own a bunch of different things and owe people who know, own him different things. I can explode his business because I can call him and say, hey, a really nice guy needs help. Mm -hmm. Do you have any work for him? That's what I do. And people don't take that perspective. They, they don't live in the Meltzer kaleidoscope. They sit there and they live with a need to be superior, inferior, separate, offended, angry, frustrated, anxious, all the needs of the ego, which I live in every day, but get back to center faster. Okay, so what are some things, some habits that you have every day that get you back to that state? Stop, drop, and roll. So one is awareness that uh, my mom told me, if you catch on fire, stop, drop, and roll. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that when I'm in ego-based consciousness, that my mind's on fire, my body's on fire, and my soul's on fire. So what better way to put myself out is to stop, drop, and roll. So every time I feel bad, I know that I'm connected to the most powerful source of energy, light, power, inspiration ever. I know I'm always connected. If I wasn't connected in my pinky, I have enough energy to light all of Orange County. I have enough energy, physically proven, that there's enough energy. So I must be connected to a serious source of power, light, and energy, and inspiration. So when I'm not feeling good... Isn't David Meltzer the coolest freaking guy in the world? I loved interviewing him and I just think this episode is incredible. So keep listening. But quickly before we get back to today's episode, I wanted to tell you what I'm doing for Valentine's Day with Benjamin, my boyfriend. Basically, I have struggled over the past few years when it comes to Valentine's Day presents. And I've always really been confused as to what to get Ben because Valentine's Day is such a feminine holiday, you know, flowers and heart-shaped chocolates. Like he doesn't want that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to think of, or I had been trying to think of a perfect thoughtful gift that I could get him that doesn't break the bank and that is super awesome and thoughtful and that will also kind of benefit me because you know, why not? <laughs> so this is why I discovered or how I discovered Hawthorne. Hawthorne is a personalized custom, product company for men. 
basically you go on their website and you do a quiz they ask you so many different questions from if you go out at night and party or you like to stay home and watch netflix and chill or you know do you work a corporate job or more of a creative job you know how much do you what do you want your deodorant to do for you what do you want your body wash to do for you and it literally just asks you all these questions to tailor your exact scent and needs when it comes to body products. So they create deodorants, colognes, shampoo and conditioner, and body washes. And I basically went on their website and I did the quiz thinking I was Ben. I like answered all the questions as if I were him. And I got all these customized products that are now on their way to me. And I'm going to give them to Ben for Valentine's Day. So if you're listening to this, please don't tell Ben. I really wanted to keep this a secret. But y'all know that I'm just going to risk it by putting it out there. But I really, really just wanted to let you ladies know. Because I know Valentine's Day is such a random time of the year for men. And you just want to find something that actually is beneficial for them. That they'll actually really enjoy. And I find that guys always find it so confusing trying to find a new cologne scent or like a moisturizer they just end up getting the really low quality stuff from the drugstore and that's like not a cute look so this is really really amazing for a gift you can take the quiz for your significant other or you can get them to do the quiz you can also give them a gift card and or a set of curated products so ben after i did the quiz for him got the aromatic and woody scent for his play cologne and then the fresh and aquatic scent for his work cologne. How cute. He got the moisturizing shampoo and conditioners, and then he also got, or will be getting, the hydrating uh, bars of soap and deodorant and all that stuff. You can even choose if you like bar soap or liquid soap. So I know he likes the bar, I've noticed. So that is what I'm getting for him, which is super exciting. I'm actually really pumped to give it to him because I think he's gonna be shocked because it's quite thoughtful. You literally just take a quick two minute quiz and then Hawthorne will tell you the two colognes that are best for you or your significant other. This is totally risk free and there is free shipping and free returns. So there is literally no going wrong. So you can check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That is Hawthorne, D-O-T-C-O. That is Hawthorne with an E by the way. And you can use my promo code Mimi to get 10% off of your first purchase. So that is Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. And use my code Mimi to get 10% off of your purchase, hawthorne.co. Get back to the episode now. So when I'm not feeling good, then I must be causing an interference or a connection to that source of inspiration. Yeah. So what's the way? Number one, stop, be aware. Ask yourself, wait, why Why is this happening? Why is such a nice question? Why am I so pissed that I got to take the trash out? Why am I so mad that my daughter's car is down outside? Because I'm scared and I love her. Am I going to ruin my relationship, right, and yell at her and call her and swear at her? And even though she did what I told her to do, which was Uber home because kids were drinking and ruin my relationship? No. And drive the next time because I'm a hypocrite? Mm. No, stop. Then drop my blood pressure, which mm. means usually for me, breathe, straighten my spine because I'm mm. a hunchback, right? Focus, and then roll in the right trajectory with productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. That lens, and you know, as much as this all sounds great, every day I do this. Every day I have to stop, drop, and roll, and sometimes it takes me way too long to be aware of it. I am just engulfed in the real world and I'm the same a-hole that I was 20 years ago going, what did I just do? Sometimes it's so weird because I'll be outside myself. I, I, I don't fight with my wife, but I yelled at her a few weeks ago and got so pissed over the dumbest thing and I'm outside of myself yelling at her going, stop, idiot. I'm yeah. literally telling myself and I'm yelling at her, calling her the B word, yeah. you know, because I'm so physically, I'm on fire. Yeah. And it was all ego. And then I'm so proud of myself over the weekend. She said something and she, I'm like, you know, I'm upset right now. She said, well, tell me why. I said, well, I'm upset with you, but I don't think it's fair. I need to work through this. Yeah. And she's like, well, tell me what, you know, wives, tell me what it is. You're, this isn't fair. I'm like, no, 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 you'll be glad that I'm not telling you because I know, because my temperature was right, I was yeah. getting on fire. I'm like, let me process this because it doesn't make sense to me. I'm asking myself, why am I so mad at you? And yeah. I, the reasons seem really stupid right now. And so when I processed it, I calmed down and I told her, oh, it's because 
you told my mom, my aunt, you told my aunt that you were going to start trying to book me on speaking engagements. That's why I was so upset with her because I felt like she violated our intimate yeah. relationship. And now my aunt was going to tell all the other aunts and my mom and right. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, this whole thing. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? I like to give these classic example because most of us get into fights over even dumber things than that. Yeah. And we ruin so much of our lives, wasted energy, emotion, mm. and resources over, and we can destroy ourselves. And I just really pray that people like you, you know, my entire mission is that people like you that have such influence, such internal and external beauty can influence people to be happy, mm -hmm. right? A thousand people like you that can influence a thousand people to influence a thousand people, that's a billion people. And if we can create happiness for the over a billion people, that's why I'll stay here as long as you want. I'll keep talking your ear off and sit here no matter what time it is, because I know you're one of those thousand people. Thank you. Well, that's so sweet. And <laughs> it's incredible, you know, your, your philosophy with all of this and just also admitting that you're not perfect. I think so many gurus are always just like, yeah, like this is me, I do it all. But you know, it's not realistic. And you know, even myself, I preach all this positivity and stuff. Right. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not even doing it well today. Like, you know, like, I need to give myself a break. And I'm honest about that. And we're, we are human, but it's really just trying. And Well, you're Canadian even. That's even worse than human. <laughs> Do you want to wrap this up? Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right? I had a big Canada fan come down here to yeah, tell me. Yeah, yeah. I got to come meet her. Oh, she's, yeah. I'm like, why? Because she's awesome. No, she's from Canada. I'm like, okay. Come hey, on you down. could just cross the border and meet a ton of us. So. I love it. I am a huge, <laughs> huge Canada fan. You Good. know who my business partner is? Oh, Second really? greatest athlete of all Canada. Oh, my gosh. Warren Moon. Amazing. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky and Warren Moon, right? That's They're awesome. right up there. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I want to bring it back to the basics. All right. A lot of people listening, like you, you've gone deep. You know, and I think a lot of people listening are like, oh, my God, I need to pause this, take notes, like quantum field, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> right, right. I, we, let's make it, let's bring it back to the basics. Like, for somebody that is just starting on this manifestation, law of attraction, like living my best, happiest life journey, how do you kind of explain things in a more simple way? Like, how... How do you, because I know there are a lot of skeptics out there as well, right? Like, oh, it's not science. Like, how do you kind of just generally explain things and tell people, you know, what to do to actually change their lives? Like, actionable tips for today. Yeah, actionable tips. Number one, gratitude. So yeah. start saying thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up. Mm -hmm. But why? So, like, what's the science behind it, you know? Si yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So the pragmatic science is that your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth, and your touch are faulty inputs. What you see isn't really what's happening, what you smell. If it was really what's happening, we'd all would see the same thing, smell mm -hmm. the same thing, taste the same thing, and touch the same thing. We don't do that because there's this interference. There's this thing called perception. So you perceive things differently. We can look at him and you could say, he's beautiful. And I'm like, really? <laughs> uh, you know, oh, you like the shirt? You don't like the yeah. shirt. That's perception. What controls our perception, what then controls what we think, say, do, and believe is truly gratitude. It's a level of gratitude in which we look at something and say, as simple as it is, is it full or empty? Are we looking for the light in something? Are we looking for the positive of it? Or are we going to vote for what we don't want? Yeah. And I, I like to use the pragmatic term of voting is, look, biggest problem with people today about manifestation is it's just voting. Yeah. The more you think, say, do, and believe things is a vote. And so if you're going to vote for something, keep voting for what you want and it will happen. Sooner or later it will happen. I believe that time is a variable that gets in our way. It's an interference. It creates shortages, voids, and obstacles. Just vote for what you want. The most pragmatic thing you can do is say thank you and vote for what you want. What most people do is they vote for what other people want for them. And we call those people friends and family. And then we end up getting what we're voting for because it elects itself into our lives. And then we resent those people mm. for voting for what they wanted for us. And so if you can just control your votes and say, hold on a second, is that really what I want? I'm going to vote for something different. How do you vote? I'm going to start thinking about it the way that I want it. I'm going to start doing the way that I want it. I'm going to start speaking the way that I want it. And I'm going to start believing in what I want. And there's a variety of different things you can do in that manner. You know, you can put stuff on your Facebook. You can... Yeah. Think about it. You can meditate. You don't have. To, you can go walk your dog, whatever. But I see the easiest, simplest way to change your life is if you just start saying thank you mm -hmm. when you go to bed. 
you're programming yourself to be positive. Yeah. So 10,000 new thoughts a day, you want as many of them to be positive through gratitude. 40,000 of the same thoughts sit in your subconscious. The more you access the positive ones, the more it sends a frequency to your DNA, your unconscious, which is truly your DNA is a code. It's coded from medically proven from four generations, your great grandparents, grandparents, your parents. That's why no matter what some people think, say, and do, you still attract different things than you want. Mm. Some people, you're like, dude, that guy's not thinking and saying and doing or believing anything correctly, but why does he have everything? Mm -hmm. Why does he attract, you know, the guy that falls into the gutter and smells like roses? How's that happening? Meanwhile, I'm doing, thinking, saying, and doing all the right things, and I'm attracting the wrong things all the time. Break the chain. You have the power to break the chain. You don't have to literally live in what your grandparents, great-grandparents, and parents have given you, especially addictions and diseases and all of these things. You can break the chain by consistently every day just saying thank you and then reminding yourself in the morning for everything you're thankful for. And all of a sudden, when someone cuts you off, or you don't get what you're planning on getting, you'll look at it and say, oh, I'm so lucky that didn't happen. I know something better is coming. Mm. Instead of, oh, not this again. Yep. No more, I'm voting for shortages, voids, and obstacles. I'm a scarce yep. person, and guess what happens? Oh, more shortages, voids, and obstacles. Yeah, absolutely. What about visualization? Do you do, you do a lot of that, and how do you do it? Yeah, so, I, I mean, through meditation, I visualize what I want. I also put purpose into things more. I started out with vision boards. Yeah. Right, the basic, which is a vision board is something that you want and you just put on a board and you look at it every day. I have more progressed into visualization and intention. So I'm looking at your water. Every sip of water I take, as much as I can, I've made a habit out of putting my intention into water. I'm 80% water. Water conducts electricity, but it also holds intention. If you talk bad to water, it'll turn brown. You tell water, I hate it, I hate it, I hate you, I hate you, it'll turn brown. You tell water you love it, it'll actually clear up. Go ahead, Google it, everyone that's listening to this. You can YouTube it, it's in the movie The Blink. There's scientific tests about how water conducts intent. So what I do is I drink my intent every day, and it can be simple visionary things like, oh, I hope this is gonna be a good interview with Mimi, to I hope my children end up in this school, to may I live a life of peace with no resistance and effortless life that creates happiness for everyone and I drink it down. I put the intention in and drink it into the 80% of me and I do with air. Sometimes I just take a deep breath of intention yeah. and it's a vision of what I want. Is it like clear air? What does it look like? It's eight seconds of breathing in through my nose, eight seconds of holding it in, into my whole body and visualizing that intent of what I have and then it's eight seconds of blowing it out of my mouth. Mm. So, and I do it just a few times a day. I wish I remembered to do it more often, mm -hmm. but I do do it every day. Um, I think there is a continuum. Two minutes of meditation a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. I think if you do something the way that the continuum of the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious work, our cellular memory needs consistent behavior in order to get a neural pathway formed in the mind in order to effectuate the DNA or the quantum memory that you have. In its simplest terms, that's how habits are formed, by doing things every day. Yeah. Even simpler form, if you work out, which a lot of your followers do, there's a reason is if you don't work out, why you feel like not working out all the time. And when you do work out, like I've been on a two and a half minimum one hour day towards my health kick. And I am literally forcing myself physically to take a day off. Yeah. Right? I have you to crave it. Crave it. Yeah. That's how the quantum continuum works. Yeah. And you it's not just working out. You can do it with anything and everything. You just have to be enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. And the beginning is the hardest part. Of course. It's That's why you lower the part. bar. Yeah. One of the you know best pieces of advice I tell people, I'm, you know, it was like, raise the bar. I'm like, no, 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 no. When I started working out and spending an hour, I'm like, in my mind, Tomorrow I'm putting my tennis shoes on. Yeah. My wife's like, what? I'm like, yep, that's my goal. I'm gonna put my tennis shoes on. Guess what happened? I put all my clothes on and then I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna cruise over and look at the gym. Mm -hmm. This is what I was telling my mind. I kept lowering the bar. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do 15 minutes on the elliptical trainer. Now, I ended up 30 minutes on the elliptical, right? Not very fast, not very, I was 47 pounds heavier of fat. And I don't know how much muscle is equated in there. Mm -hmm. But in two and a half years, mm -hmm. I've steadily gotten to better and better shape and better and better health. But it all started with putting my shoes on and then just doing it every single day until I'm yeah. addicted to it. Yeah. Okay. So we've spoken about how, you know, manifestation and gratitude and all of this good stuff has changed your life internally. 
What about externally? Let's talk about your business. How has that grown? Let's talk about, you know, your 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 outside relationships. And we just spoke about your body, but, you know, something more tangible. How did the outside world about making change? money, right? So yeah, money. Exactly. So what I trace calligraphies, I have one here, a financial calligraphy. I believe in all kinds of kooky, weird things. I wear bracelets. I trace calligraphies. I read the Course of Miracles every day. Yes. Here's my rule about what I do in order to manifest more money. First of all, money is an energy. I believe that you could take all the money on earth and dump it into a desert, it would redistribute itself to the same people. So I keep an energy of money, 120 rule. I believe reverse, my job with money is to make room for it. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly giving away things through me to make room for more and believing more will come. I do things that are more habitual yeah. because I have a rule. Number one, if there's no risk in doing it, wearing bracelets have very little risk and they work, then keep doing it for you, right? If it works for you, I trace my calligraphies because it works for me. I'm taking a spiritual download or a belief. It works for me. It doesn't harm anyone. It takes about a minute a day. I do it every single day and I have a family one for home, health, abundance, all of that. I uh, literally, sales, let me get real pragmatic. When I pick up the phone, even in here, some people have trouble getting a hold of someone. Not me. I literally pick up the phone and say, this will be effortless. I will receive no resistance. They will, And boom, they pick up. Most of my calls have no resistance. I know the guys are shaking their heads back there, especially one of my yeah. business partners, because he's amazed because he does sit on calls with me with executive coaching clients. We have a podcast agency that we work together to get people onto podcasts. And he's been on probably 100 calls with me, and not one of them have any resistance. It's only because of the energy. I literally will, more importantly, prepare for a phone call by shutting my eyes and telling myself what the phone call is going to be. Yeah. And it's just a practice. It, I got to there over 11 years of practicing this. So at first, my statistical success was far less. But like anything else, you're going to get better and better. Go to the golf range. You're going to get really good at hitting a golf ball. No matter what age you are, what strength you are, what flexibility, there's no one that can go to the golf uh range for 30 minutes a day and not get better you can go play golf and not get better on saturdays for six hours but 30 minutes a day every mm -hmm. day you're going to get really good same thing with gratitude forgiveness accountability inspiration the same thing with manifestation vision any of these different things that you want to do practice 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 ending fear yeah Absolutely. So what other things? So have you seen, you know, your finances skyrocket? Finance. Yeah. Everything? So I, after I lost $100 million, I have effortly made money in the right way. Everything literally goes my way. There's just nothing in my life that over time doesn't turn out to be smelling like roses. And so my personal relationships, even so it's interesting that you say this because I want to take this not a utopic uh, world where I'm, when I'm saying everything works out mm -hmm. my way, that doesn't mean that I get every business deal. Mm. It doesn't mean that I make money in every business deal. It doesn't mean that my business partners have all stayed with me and they love me. And you know, the, no, it just means that the people that are standing in my way between me and what I want are falling off. Mm. The things and where before when a deal didn't close, I would be resistant and angry and frustrated and shortages, voids and obstacles would be my votes. Now I'm like, oh, thank goodness that didn't finish. Something better is coming. And sure enough, this deal didn't work out. It's made room for the better one. And it happens faster now. Yeah. It's the faith, the aggregate of what I think, say, and do. Faith yeah. is just like money. If you have a green card of faith, you're only gonna get so much from the universe. Yeah. Gold card more, platinum card more. But if you can have a black card of faith through practice, right, through good financial literacy like you can in, in the realm of pragmatic world, and I do. I have a black card of faith, so everything comes to me at the right way at the perfect time. It does not work out. I'm gonna repeat this to everyone out there that's sitting there going, this is woo-woo bullshit. It does not ever work out as I plan. If you wanna make God laugh, come up with a well-developed plan. <laughs> what has worked for me is it works out with faith in a better way than I plan. Yeah. It's a different philosophy. Everything works out through me for others, but it works out not as I plan. I can't tell you the last time I had a perfect plan and everything turned out exactly like I wanted it. It's always turning out better 
but it's I've learned that when it's not coming out like I want, that something better is coming, not something worse. And I used to think, ah, oh, mm. something worse. Something, yeah. This is the end. Oh my God, I worked so hard. Instead of, oh man, this is gonna be good. In fact, the bigger the struggle for me, the more mm. happy I get, excited, inspired I get, because I know that struggle creates strength and strength creates manifestation. Or yeah, no, excited. absolutely. And there is no successful person out there that hasn't had any monstrous failure. Oh. It doesn't exist. And I'm still right 50% of the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you it's go. a statistical success in my life. That's amazing. So tell me, do you have any, like, I want to know about your morning routine. How yeah. do you start off your day? Because that's really important, obviously, to prime yourself and to get into that state. Like, what's, like, your ideal morning routine? Got to have two routines. So okay. let me tell you the home routine. Yes. Which means everything's the same during the day, which yeah. is not today. Okay. <laughs> But about 100 days a year, I have a, a regular routine where I wake up at 4 a.m. Uh, and this, every day I do, no matter where I am, even on the adopt the adaptable routine. But I wake up at 4 a.m., the first thing that I do is find my highest frequency. And I do that through meditation. So I wake up 20 minutes of meditation to find my highest frequency through meditation. Now I have a baseline for the day that I want to improve upon. I have a baseline of the day when I know when my ego-based consciousness is creating an interference and my vibration is sinking, that at least I have a chance to be aware, hey, this is where I started the day. Why am I here now? I better stop, drop, and roll back up mm -hmm. to the higher frequency, which allows me to keep pushing to expand. After the 20 minutes of meditation, I get ready to go to the gym. It takes about 10 minutes to get there and get ready. I'm there by uh, 4.30. I do a minimum of an hour of workout, so 4.30 to 5.30. Come home within minutes. The gym's very close to my house, if not in my house. I then study from 5.30 to 6.30. So I'm a student in my calendar. Remember, study means attention plus intention to create the coincidences. I study for my books. I study as a student in my calendar. I study anything that I want, and I allow things to happen in that research time. Physics, quantum physics. Mm -hmm. Uh, YouTube, you, <laughs> you know, I put attention and intention. I watch your podcast, right? And understand yeah. what that is. Then at 6.30, I spend time with my kids and my wife. So I make breakfasts, lunches, I take shower, get ready. 6.30 to 7.30 is all family time, no interruption. I leave for work at 7.30 and I do executive coaching calls. I have coaching clients, 7.30 till 8.15. I show up at the office and I execute on the student of the calendar till 4.45. Normally, at 4.45, I take three coaching calls uh, on the way home by 5.15. By 5.30, everything goes off again from 5.30 to 7.30 for family time. No interference. Airplane mode phone or just put it in the other I, room? I put it down. Yeah. Yeah, no airplane mode, but I do put it down 5.30 yeah. to 7.30. Rare exceptions. 7.30, um, from 7.30 to 9 mm -hmm. is study time, extra family time, Whatever it is that happens, nine o'clock, I put my son to bed, who's nine years old. And then from nine, five, nine, ten, till hopefully 11, I spend intimate time with my wife, uh, just her and I, trying to stay up till 11. Sometimes I go to bed by 9.30. Sometimes I make it exactly to 11, but I pass out. Mm -hmm. That's the normal. Let me just explain adaptable routine to people. Yeah. The adaptable routine means it's by priority. I prioritize myself first. Mm -hmm. The reason I do that is when I made it back and made our money back, I went to my wife, who's my savior and best friend and guide, like the queen of wisdom, and I said, what can I do for you? Yeah. You have saved my life. I'm so grateful and blessed to have you. You are the most beautiful creature I've ever met. What can I do for you? And she said, take care of yourself. At that time in my life, family came first. What an amazing wife. <laughs> yeah. You have wow. To but family came first then my job, and then my health. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, take care of yourself, because if you take care of yourself first, I know you'll take care of everyone else. Yeah. So I shifted into this, an hour a day was my first thing every day on the adaptable routine, a minimum of an hour to my health. Focusing attention, intention, and coincidences into my health every day first. Non-negotiable. Non every single morning. Every you day. You can't remember the every last day morning. Adapt, every day. Yeah. And the adapt doesn't have to be in the morning because yeah. I remember I'm not on yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. I could be in Portugal. Mm -hmm. Minimum of an hour a day. Focused Do you meditate on my like health. right when you wake up? Is that the non-negotiable? Every day. Non-negotiable. So I get 20 yeah. minutes on my health regardless. Yeah. But I really 
and, and focus on health could be making sure I'm thinking about nutrition, making sure I'm thinking about stretching. And there's a variety of things. Yeah. I try to do a minimum of 30 minutes cardio every day and a minimum of 10 minutes stretching every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll add weights and all kinds. Anyway, more importantly, I then figured out this cool thing for relationships. And it's one of the best pieces of advice I give to people. Minimum of 30 minutes a day with my wife no matter where I am in the world, non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Minimum of 30 minutes a day with my son, non-negotiable. Minimum of two minutes a day with my three teenage daughters, non-negotiable. I asked for five. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> you don't have teenage 30 daughters minutes, yet. 30 minutes, two. And you're like, yes, two. <laughs> exactly. And I get it. Yeah. And then a minimum of one minute a day uh, for my mom. And the reason is, mm-hmm. uh, as a parent now, I want to make sure my mom knows four things every day to fulfill her as a parent because this is what would f- fulfill me. I'm 51 years old, and I tell my mom every day, one, that I'm happy. Two, I'm healthy. Three, I love her. And four, I'm joking up. Yeah. I appreciate her. Yeah. But I say that, and I get emotional because as a parent and as a son, truly that's all we want for each mm-hmm. other. I want you. It, right? Mm-hmm. We just met. I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. I want you to be healthy, right? I want you to be full of love and appreciation, which is gratitude to mm-hmm. make things better. That's all I want my mom to know is, Mom, you did the greatest job in the world for me because I'm happy, healthy, I love you and appreciate you. Because you guys didn't have the best relationship at the beginning, right? And no, and we've had an odd relationship yeah. where she became dependent on me yeah. and I've had to support her and then I lost her house in the bankruptcy because I didn't pick yeah. her out of her name and I had to tell her that she's moving and... And now, and she then, even when I started making it back, wanted me to prove that I loved her, so she'd ask me to do stupid shit. And I finally came to her and just sat down with her, and I said, truly, Mom, what do you want from me? And she said, I just want you to be happy and healthy. And I said, I am. And I said, mm-hmm. I like, and so every day I let my mom know, and sometimes it's by videos, and I'll send her this video. Yeah. It's a minute of time just to tell everyone how much I, I do. And if you take the time to every day stay in touch with friends and family, those that are most important to you, a minimum amount of time, seven days a week, mm-hmm. no exceptions. Exponential power is in the everydayness. When you forget a day, you zero yourself out. That's why you are so into fitness. That's why so many men and women, they'll diet 28 days of the 38 days and cheat the other three yeah. and end up at zero Yeah, because you zeroed yourself out. Yeah. And they don't understand if they would have done less every day, they would have got exponential results. Yeah. But in their mind, they're like, oh, my God, I worked so hard this month. Yeah, but you zeroed yourself out. I'd rather say I worked consistently this month and got the exponential results. That's so freaking true with everything in life. It's just consistency. So true. And I do my podcast and you do your. Don't you find that the most successful, fulfilled, and passionate, and inspirational people are just consistent people? It's the biggest thing. (laughs) I've literally studied so many successful people, and it's like – Consistency, mindset, who you surround yourself with. It's like the same shit over and over, over again. Over and told different ways. I would say yeah. arrange your mindset. Like don't change your mindset. Yeah. Arrange your mindset. It's like furniture. If you arrange your furniture in the right way, you're gonna have efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical mm. success in your room. You're gonna feel comfortable and good. Arrange your mindset. Yeah. That's all you gotta do is take the time to say my mind is like furniture. I'm gonna arrange it every mm. day to make sure that I feel comfortable yeah. in the room. Yeah. And it's practical and has a good workflow and all the different things that we do. This shit is simple, but we just, it's here's so the problem. Simple. The ego, we teach it. And it's simple in our minds. Yeah. I promise you this. By tonight, both of us will break our rule. 100%. Right? We'll both be yeah. on our way. And, and some ego thing could happen when we're driving. It could happen when we talk to our friends. We could feel scared. Or we walk out of here within five minutes of talking this shit. I'll be like, oh, my God my hair was awful, right? Or I I can't believe I said that. I hope my wife's not pissed at me. Like all the insecurity, fears, and voids. And then I'll have to say cancel, clear, relax. You just had an extraordinary person in your office, an extraordinary experience that hopefully will empower extraordinary people to be more extraordinary, extraordinary. Yeah, incredible. Okay, so I have a few final questions questions for you. It is nearing 2020. The start of a new decade. And this is huge. You know, people love New Year's resolutions as 
I very much do. But this is, I feel like it's bigger. It's the start of something, like a new big decade. And so many young girls listening, I have a huge audience of young women, like 18 to 25. You know, Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) So think about that when you answer this question. You know, they're about to embark in in January on to hopefully their new goals and they're getting everything ready and they're very driven, ambitious people, normally my audience. What are some, you know, tips of or words of wisdom from you that they could kind of take on to keep that consistency going as we speak about consistency? You know, normally people are on it for all of January and then kind of fall off the bandwagon. Like, what would you say to them to kind of motivate them and inspire them and and teach them how to stay on that bandwagon and really just keep that consistency going? Yeah. So don't worry about the habit itself. Where my life changed was make a habit machine. Yeah. In other words, especially as young people, what I want you to do is make your habit or your New Year's resolution, one of which I'm going to create a habit machine. Meaning I'm going to focus this year and the next year and the next year at getting better at creating habits. So looking at my habit is going to be creating a better habit machine, a better system in which I start learning about my conscious, subconscious and unconscious, my own DNA, my makeup, so that I start figuring out why am I in my own way? Why do I stop doing things? When it, If you focus in on the machine part, what happens is over these years, you're going to be able to just say, oh, I want to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. No problem. Just put it in the habit machine. Going to the exactly, root of it. It's going to the root of ex- it, not exactly. just like the material outside things. That yeah. makes so much sense. And then the second piece of advice, uh, and I really push this, you know, beyond show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I tell you all young people, think about time in this way. The biggest problem with time is when we're young, it's exponentially different than when we're older. Mm-hmm. This is where I see most young people failing, is that they're so impatient. I'm on a 20-year plan even to build my brand. Not two years, not six years, 20 years. So for me, I look for two ambassadors a year, two Mimi's a year that will go and help other people help other people. And if I get those in every year, Mimi's going to get two people to help two people to two people. Well, what happens is after five years, I'll have 64 Mimi's helping 64, helping 64. And then in 10 years, I'll have 2,000 Mimi's, helping 2,000, helping 2,000. And then in 15 years, I'll have 64,000 Mimi's, helping 64,000, helping 64. And in 20 years, I'll have 2 million of you, helping 2 million, helping 2 million. And it keeps on going. What a world. (laughs) But when we're young, we don't see it. So what do we see? I'll tell you what we see. A 20-year-old drops out of college because they have a dream. And everyone's voting against them. Stay in school. Right. Well, everything's changed. All of our institutions, Mm -hmm. financial, educational, political, all the institutions have changed because of technology. Ten years go by and this nice 21 year old is voting for herself for 10 years. And at 30 years, 99 percent of those people, those girls in 20, you know, 10 years at 30 years old, they start voting for what their parents want. Oh, I should get married. Mm-hmm. I should I should quit this job. I'm I'm only 25% of the way towards my dream. This is, you know, I'm a loser. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. I should have never dropped out of college, right? This is what happens. Depression, anxiety, even suicide. 10 years. But if they really took this habit machine and said, I'm just accelerating and growing. I'm getting better and better. I got progress, not mm-hmm. perfection. In five years, what happens? 99% of the people have quit now on their dreams. They start voting for what everyone else wants. At 35 years old, that young woman, now the 1%, 99% of those 1% in five years, they're 50% of the way there. Oh my gosh, I'm only halfway there. It's been 15 years. I have nothing. I should have listened to my parents. I'm going to start voting for them. I'm going to get married, have kids. Oh my God. You know, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm suicidal. And that makes me so sad because now we got 1% of the 1% left. And in just two and a half years, because of acceleration and growth, that 1% of the 1% is 100% of the way there. Now that young woman is the luckiest woman and all her family and friends are like, I believed in you the whole yeah, time. Um, and yeah. just like 10 years, they laugh at you, they scowl at you, they joke about you, they backstab you, they keep doing it. They, and in 17 and a half years, they applaud you. The best part about that 1% of the 1% is they're accelerators and growers. They're people who have habit machines. And in half the amount of time, in seven eighths of a year, 
before they're 40, they're 200% of the way there. And 7 sixteenths, they're 400, 7 30 seconds, they're 800, 7 64, they're 1600, and so on and so on. That's how people like Jeff Bezos in 25 years become the richest person on earth with $100 billion of revenue. If Jeff Bezos 25 years ago, and we're the same age, would have told me, hey, Dave, I'm going to start a bookstore in my garage and be the richest man on earth and make over $100 billion, I would have laughed at him, and I'm an optimist. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a supporter. I'm someone who, but I would have laughed at him behind his back. Yeah. I would have been voting against the greatest economic success that has existed in the United States. Yeah. I'd have voted against him. Not Jeff. He votes for himself. He's the 1% exactly of the 1%. It. And I want to tell all of the young people that listen to you and follow you, and they should, you know, create a habit machine and understand acceleration and growth. Vote for what you want. It'll come at the right way at the perfect time. I tell myself, I know there's a lot of no's out there. Even though I'm voting for what I want, I always tell myself, what if I'm only 25 no's away from getting what I want? Mm -hmm. How happy mm -hmm. would I be at one no, 10 no's, 15 no's, so 20 happy. no's? At 24 no's, most people would be crying. Me, it's the happiest day of my life because I know I'm only one no away. Mm -hmm. I promise everybody listening, you're only so many no's from getting what you want. So keep voting for what you want. Keep your eye on acceleration and growth and live and enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of your potential and you will reach as close to your potential as you're capable of doing so. It's just so. a fact. If you keep going, there's, no, there's just no way that you're not gonna win in some way. Do you believe that anybody out there, everybody out there can get what they truly want? That's a great question. I do, Yeah. if you're patient enough. Yeah. So I, I do, I, I don't think, you know, People say, what if you want to be a professional football player, David? Yeah. What if I want to be a basketball player? Exactly. <laughs> I, I believe in the infinity of time. Yeah. So I think eventually. Leg implants one day maybe will come out, you know. <laughs> you never. What about esports? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, what yeah. about esports? This could happen in, in our lifetime. Yeah. That the NBA 2K could be more popular than the NBA. Mm -hmm. And you love the game so much that you start practicing it. And you play it every day for 10 years. And it's the most popular sport on earth. Pretty much, you're LeBron James now by the time you're 50. You know, this is not <laughs> possibilities, probabilities, perspective. Yeah. We laugh about no, it. No, it's true. So things change really quickly. Yeah. So even me with my dreams of being in the NFL, what if Madden becomes so great and I decide at 60 years old that, you know what, I got enough money, enough success, all I want to do is play Madden and my fingers still work? I could be the greatest Madden. I could be Tom Brady. And that was my dream to be Tom Brady. And more people would watch me playing Madden than watch Tom Brady. And in effect, I'm the greatest NFL player of all time. And they create a Hall of Fame for Madden people. And more people go to the virtual yeah. Hall of Fame than go to the one in Canton, Ohio. And all of a sudden, more people are like, Warren Moon who? Dave Meltzer is the greatest football player of all time. What I just talked about is actually a possibility. It is. It literally is. So that's where we cannot quit or stop voting for what we want. This is where Jeff Bezos and people like Jeff are just so far beyond Elon Musk that I love. It's like, stop getting in your way. Vote for what you want, man. Reality, a touch of favor, whatever it is. I'm living proof. You cannot connect the dots backwards to figure out where the heck I'm going. Yeah. It'll tell you where I've been. Mm -hmm. And it'll create the perception of the Meltzer Kaleidoscope of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. But you can do whatever you want, and it can come to you. It may not take the form of your true reality of what you have today, but reality changes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you talk about, you know, how your your end goal, you can't have a specific plan because that end goal is never actually going to turn out the way that you expect it to. You know, taking that into consideration, do you goal set specifically? Yeah. Because even if you you know it's not going to end up that way, how do you get so invested in goal setting? Yeah, so I'm very pragmatic in my goal setting. Yeah. I have a goal, but I have a goal that literally adjusts itself. Yeah. I do not attach my happiness to my goal. I enjoy the pursuit of it, and I allow it to change. So for me, if I have a goal uh, from going from San Diego to Maine, I only need to see three feet in front of me, even at night. As long as I see three feet in front of me, I can get from San Diego to Maine. But around the way, right, I could my plan could get all circular and whatever. I just trust that Maine is, is going to happen someday. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy, there's no time. See, 
the universe doesn't understand. Time is a man-made construct. So do not put, you'll create resistance for yourself if you put time on anything. The only time I put on stuff is right way at the perfect time. Yeah. So if you try to do something by next year, don't do that. The universe doesn't understand. Tell yourself, I'm going to do this as rapidly and accurately as I can. Uh, you know, you want to be a certain amount, like, you know, I want to make a million dollars. Tell yourself, I want to make over a million dollars as quickly as I can. Yeah. That's a much better goal. And don't attach your happiness to the million dollars. I want to enjoy the process, the journey consistently and persistently of making over a million dollars as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. Don't tell yourself I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30 mm-hmm. or a billionaire by the time I'm 30. No. Use the over. Use the infinity of time to your advantage. Use the universality of time, not the man-made construct of time, which automatically creates a resistance, a shortage, and a void when you limit the amount of time. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact when you focus in on time, you know, I have a TV show called Elevator Pitch. And you have 60 seconds to pitch your, your company to four judges. In the elevator, you can't see it on TV, is a huge clock above them. Why? Because every test, every scientific experiment about time says that if you focus on time, your performance goes down. It creates interference, corrosion, obstruction, and resistance to what you want. It's like staring at the clock when you're on the treadmill. Takes forever. Or on the microwave. (laughs) I actually, like when I jog on a treadmill and I purposely hate those last 10 seconds if I accidentally look at the clock. Like I'm training my eyes to make sure I look at the TV or I look down because those last 10 seconds take so much time when I'm doing hit training. I'm like, whoa, don't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a freaking incredible episode, David. I'm you're incredible. So, thank you. I'm so happy to meet you. And, you know, you're fabulous. And I'm so excited for my listeners, you know, to be potentially introduced to you. A lot of them are, you know, young girls. I don't know if they know your content yet. But, guys, go check out David. Where can they find you and yeah, all your socials? Thank you so much, yeah, first of, of all. I'm so grateful. You're incredible. Thank you. Uh, just remember my name, David Meltzer. Uh, so that's where you'll find me, at David Meltzer probably one of the more popular old men of the internet. So I'm very proud. The most proud time in my my daughters, I came home like, you're famous. I'm like, why? Like, you got a blue check. I didn't even know what a blue check was. <laughs> I actually thought DM meant David Meltzer. So like, you're like Eminem. And I didn't know that everyone didn't have their own initials. I didn't realize that's how far gone I was. But please follow me, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, I have TV show called Elevator Pitch and a podcast called The Playbook Mm -hmm. for inspirational number one entrepreneur podcast. So if you're an entrepreneur, it's a good place to go. And particularly young girls, you know, I am here to be of service to help. You know, I have three daughters of my own and it's Mm -hmm. my mission to create equality for all and opportunity for everyone. And I am here to help anyone. So please reach out. I do answer myself. Uh, it's not easy, but I do it properly. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you, thank you so much. Such a great episode. Awesome. Thank you.